Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Our Ladies of Sorrow. It was written by Kevin Ross. Our game master is Alex Sun, and this is episode 10. Our recap will be given by Morgan Llewellyn as his character, Deputy Brigham McCullen. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan? All my life I've spent out here, in all this emptiness. You get out of one of these small towns and, well, there's nothing out there but mile upon mile of road and desolation. There's been plenty of people come through here looking for healing, or some sort of solace, redemption, or absolution from the desert. All they ever really find is dust. And that dust don't give a damn about anyone. Well, beyond reminding them of their inevitable return to it. Funny thing is, when I first put on the uniform, I thought I would be able to do something good in this world. But what good can you do while standing off the side of I-40 while the mother cradles her dead daughter in her arms? After her worn-out Toyota was struck by a couple of drunk kids. Anything anyone could have done was too late now. No amount of wanting to do good will ever bring back that little girl. Nor the mother or those dumbass kids in their own way. They'll all carry guilt and grief with them for as long as they continue going on. Of course, nothing I ever do will bring back Weston Pines either. I know how much I have carried that guilt and grief and how much I'll keep on carrying it. Sheriff Gus and my dear Isabel never gave up on me, no matter how, <laughs> how scant I am deserving their care. If I had been left to it, I'm sure I'd be moldering away six feet under somewhere. It's a damn shame about this group of students gone missing out in the desert of size. Who knows what relief they came out here looking for, but all that desert and its dust gave was more suffering. The father of one of the missing, Ellie her name was, or I, I don't know really, uh, Ellie gone home, whatever the hell that means, home, gone home. Her father came out here to find her. Desperation causes people to do all sorts of interesting things. But that really doesn't explain the others. His friends all came out to look too. Believing that these disappearances had something to do with an apartment fire back in Boston and a trio of entities they call the Three Sisters. They told me all sorts of strange things. I told them some strange things too. Like how I thought I saw an old woman in my dreams wearing the skin of Weston Pines, telling me to put an end to it all. Old. Very old. Kind of like that school teacher Anna Rainbert. Sounds so paranoid. <laughs> Maybe I've really lost it this time. Of course, everything's all jumbled up and out of order, but what sense can anybody make of the city of gloom, a place seen by... A man named Enrique after his mother died in the Desert of Sighs when she had carried him out there once news of the, came of the father's death at Normandy. Out there to die, return to the dust. City of Gloom, a place made of all the places from all times. And what can one make of the hope placed by these people in the sliver of silver sold by old Tom? Something about guiding people to where they want to go, places to get home again, protection. What can one say of a student with missing fingers in a hospital bed telling you he's been attacked by one of the Greek Furies escaped from Tartarus? I wonder if Sisyphus is finally getting a break, 
or if he's really been out here in this desert all these years. Corpses dead for days that are that have been as though they've rotted for weeks. Strange figures in the back of photographs. Dwellers in the sand. Ellie's gone home, as I've said. Jesse's dead. Nick is dead. And Chad gone. Gone into a maze. Gone into the city. Or is it that Jesse's gone and Nick is dead? And Ellie's supposedly seen the city, but she's home now. None of this makes too much sense. Then again, what does? We were told to find the city of gloom we must be lost ourselves. But how could you be more lost than I already am? These strangers tell me that whatever is going on could endanger my little Louise May. But what can I do? I have a job, I guess. And if I can't really bring any good into the world, the least I could try to do is my job. And I have responsibility to those students out there in that desert, out in that dust. Who knows? Maybe we'll all be finally returning to that dust today. Thank you, Morgan. It is the late evening of Monday, August 17th. The desert is cold. The man in front of you, colder still. He is a Native American man with long, shaggy gray hair. He looks to be in his 40s. And he has a sinister, predatory smile. He's smiling ear from ear. You can see that he's equipped with many knives. Some on his belt. You can see one in his boot. He wears them with pride. What's up? Hello. You're the people looking for those students out there in the desert. I look him up and down something. And you're uh, Joseph Two Knives? He gives you a playful bow. Yes, I am. So what do you know about those kids? Well, I know that those kids got lost in the desert because it's way bigger than it looks. And I know that I can show you how to get to where those kids went. How's that? Haven't you heard I'm a sorcerer? Well, if I believed everything everybody ever told me, I would, well, I wouldn't be where I am now. That's true. But what else are you going to do? Got me there. So what sorcery have you that you can lead us to my daughter? I've got a ritual we can perform. What does that consist of? You have to pay up first. Oh, How you want much? us to you want us to pay a strange uh, fellow who has a bad reputation uh, up front for something. Oh, I'd like to see your magic before we decide whether we're going to trust you to actually be able to do something. He continues to smile at you and five thousand dollars up front. <laughs> oh no, five thousand. You're gonna have to prove something to us for five thousand dollars. Yeah, How show us this. Proof. 
he reaches out towards you, Rooster, mm -hmm. and he says, I know you seek the city of gloom. I know you've seen the dwellers of the sands. They're like the heat. You're not telling us anything that... So you've read a book. Maybe you talked with Henry. If, if you've been following us around, you've been watching things that we're doing. You can surmise that. Um, I mean, what is the extent of your powers, Sorcerer? What do you do with your powers? I would need you to get into an altered state, and then that would get you where you need to go. I think we've kind of figured that out, but... Uh, we just saved ourselves $5,000. If you're suggesting that we go out in the desert with you tagging along while we get high and you then have your way with us and steal, steal us raw, and we're not stupid. Oh, I mean, two knives wouldn't you, do that. Well, I don't know what you would do. Uh, how often do you get... Sorry, go ahead. Can you see into the past? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us things that no one here knows about ourselves? Things that you couldn't just learn on, you know, from overhearing us. I'll take a persuade roll for that. My first one of the week. <laughs> oh, wonderful. In that case, he'll lean in and you can smell the stench of his breath. He says, I know about Sean. What do you know about Sean? You let him die. Don't beat yourself up over it. I am, I am, I take a step back because I'm visibly shocked. Because I don't sure. think any of you, any of my friends know Sean. He goes back to leaning against one of the pillars of the hotel. You okay, Rooster? Uh, it's a neat trick. He just told me something that, that I know that none of you know and that nobody else knows. What is Sean to me? A member of your family? Was. Well, that's a neat trick. Um, uh, two knives. Yes. How, how often or how seldom do you do this ritual? People come to me if they really want to go out there into the desert and to experience things that they've never felt before. They have this longing of wanting to go home. What are you guaranteeing here for us if we 
hire on your services. You hire my services. You meet me at a location that I decide on, and I will guide you to where you want to go. Simple as that. No other guarantees. No guarantee you find the kids. But you can guide us to the city of gloom. Oh, yes. Yes, I can. $250 to get us there and $4,500 if you get us back. In Give me another piece. phrase. Uh, no, not a phrase. Uh, persuade. 66. Let me see what my persuade is. Where's my persuade? 25. Yeah, no. Then in that case, half up front, half after. That's a lot of money, dudes. We don't like run around with money in our pockets like that. Not my concern. He smiles even wider. Apparently the money is your concern. How badly do you want to go? Are you guaranteeing that all of us are going to come back? Also, uh... What you do after you get there is none of my concern. The people you guided, did they gain anything from it? Are they still here? Yes. Is there someone we can talk to? Some positive testimony of your services. I don't reveal my clients. He's got us over a barrel at this point, but it's a matter of risk whether we want to risk anything or not. I mean, if he wants the other half of his money, then... Yeah, but he walks out of here with two 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 hundred and fifty or uh, twenty five hundred dollars. Maybe that's all he really wants. Nathaniel, it's your kid, you know. Yeah, I know that, but I, I, I still don't trust this guy. I mean, I mean, even if he offered to take us out there for free, I mean, we don't know him or where we're going. We don't know at all. It's just that we don't know till we find a way to do it. I don't think old Tom can help us. There's a predatory glint in his eyes as he's just staring you down. I mean, you're not. Have you been following us all this time? He doesn't say anything. Wow. Why can't we talk to some other folks that you've worked with before? I mean, that put all of us at ease. Yeah, your clientele. I cannot reveal that to you. Make a psychology roll. Of course. In this guy's intentions, maybe. You make a psychology roll without making a psychology roll. Desperate See people. If it gives us any other insight. And insight. Yeah. That's a fourteen, which is I'll spend the two to make it an extreme if that makes a difference. Okay, so you can just looking at his body language. It's quite difficult to pierce that veil mm. of smugness, but he is telling the truth when he says he can't tell you. 
anyone. Uh, two knives. How long have you been doing this? This ritual? Been doing it for years. Did someone teach you? I'm not going to reveal that to you. Understandable. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the fact is, is that if we have to go out into the desert and get lost, we can do that without knives. Yeah, um, I'm just kind of worried about our ability to find our way back home. He starts playing with the necklace that he has on. He has a big dagger attached to it. But believe me, we're going to be well armed, so there's no funny business. You can take us out there and murder us all and just take all of our money. I wouldn't recommend that. I would even say not to bring anything larger than a handgun. Alex, do we even have the money for this if we decide to pay this? Not on you. But we could get it? Perhaps. How would you get $5,000 in cash? Uh, well, your guys' uh, wealth, <laughs> if we're going to spend money. ATM. Because I got, Pretty good. I got 1,600. Nathaniel has a pretty good credit rating. He could probably get a good chunk of that, but he'd have to make some calls and arrange for a money transfer, all that. My entire assets are only 15000 I've got $600 spending level. Where do you think about uh, I don't know. This is like... Um, hey, folks, I can see you're desperate. Let's take you out in the desert. You can pay me money, and then I can kill you, and nobody will ever know your body if you're out there. No offense. Oh, I wouldn't harm you. Yeah, that's what every every murderer would say. Well, you don't have Morgan, to take my is, offer. Morgan, is your character here with us? No, he's no, not. No, he waited, he waited for the... He waited for the cop to okay. leave. <laughs> I was going to ask for your read on this, but okay. Oh, uh, well, that that should that should say something about the situation. But I say let's think about it. Uh, actually, I do have one more question. Two knives for the five thousand. Is that for all of us, all together? It's just euphoria. How about only one or two of us? How much would that be? Well, I would say that it would be 2,000. So it, it, it's something that you're actually doing per person. Um, why is it 2,000 for two people and not for five people? Well, Our, oh, sorry, go ahead. You need to use more Mojo Jojo to... Exactly. No. I do. I, I say reject this guy. He's 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 just gonna rob us blind. Uh, well, to be honest, Rooster, I don't mind taking the risk. 
you're risking your life. I mean, what happened back there? Uh, we were, we risked all of our lives and for someone we are close to, I mean. Yeah, but we didn't you. walk into it knowing that the person who was talking to us might, I mean, the guy's shady. Why would you expect anything but shady behavior from him? Do you think, oh, I, I would like to have a conversation in private about this, actually. But. Excuse us, Mr. Nolaves. He pulls out a cigarette and starts smoking it. Do you think we could set up, and I mean, I'm saying this very low tone to everyone. Do you think we could set up something, maybe if, if, if we use this guy's services, maybe the deputy can help us out by like trailing us, make sure that we don't, I don't know. He doesn't take advantage. Like you said, like doesn't rob us blind. He's Keep only watch. accounting for four of us. He's not, he's not counting deputy McCullen. I don't know. Where are we going to come up with the money? I don't got $5,000 to give a fortune teller. So uh, aside here, with your credit rating as it corresponds to how much money you have, where is that? It's on your sheet. It's, it's the second in the, page. Um, it doesn't necessarily autofill. Um, so I it's going to be it's going to be in either the keeper's handbook or in the investigator's handbook. Um, do you have either I've, of those in PDF or? Well, if it's, so my credit rating is sixty five. Okay, that's so pretty wealthy. He, yeah, you you are good. Uh, Mine's thirty five. You would I would that say that you would be able to afford this expense, but I'd like to see where you get that. Okay. So I'm 35, which says my spending level is $200. I've got $600 in the bank, and I've got 15000 in assets, which means my apartment, my house, my car, my whatever. I can't spend those. can't spend the assets. Yeah, for I've your level, it's credit rating times 100 for cash and credit rating times 10000 for assets at the level that you're at. So, so I would say that... Nathaniel probably has a bank account at a bank that is recognized nationally. Could probably go into town and get a cashier's check from the bank. Um, yeah, you'd have to because ATM is not going to give you $5,000. Yeah. I'm expecting he would want it in cash though, right? Money order is a same thing. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you can you can take a cashier's check right to the bank and put it in his. You know. You can probably just give him a check. You probably carry a checkbook. That's true. And would you all be going? Yeah. 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 Without the deputy. Well, he we doesn't know about the deputy, so. No, I might, understand. That's what I'm saying. If he doesn't know about him, maybe... Uh, except that, I, except that we're playing that a game and we want the deputy. <laughs> I don't know that the deputy would be willing to help us. 
Um, but if he is willing to help us, perhaps he can trail us and keep can, an eye keep, on the situation. Make sure there's no cat coyotes following us or strange minotaur shaped minotaur head people. Or that two knives doesn't just stab us, kill us, <laughs> yeah, and take our money and leave us in the desert to die. Yeah. I think well, be- I, I I think we gotta get back to two knives tomorrow. We can't get the money instantly, anyways. Right. We can so. tell him to meet us here tomorrow night, or, or ask him where he wants us to meet him. Yeah. How yeah. can we reach you? We can always dress up the deputy like a regular person. I feel like they've had run-ins. That's a suspicion, but I think oh. the way the deputy talked about him, I think they run into each other at least once. And I don't think putting a, putting a fake mustache on him is going to be sufficient. I don't know. See, yeah, I, I say we should wait until tomorrow then. I think yeah. at this point, if it runs a chance of getting him closer to Ellie, Nathaniel's willing to try anything. So he's already figured out how to make arrangements. All right. Um, so we'll go along with whatever you want, Nathan. Nathaniel. I think we'll give it a try because, well, if we don't, I'm always going to wonder if that would have helped. When, uh, Mr. Uh, so you're going to head back to him now? No, I've, yeah. Yes. Flicks his cigarette onto the sand. You're still deciding, or? Where do you want to meet? We can be here in 24 hours. You're going to take us out there in the dark? No, I'm waiting for the cash first. Yeah, but when you get the cash, we're going to do this at night? No. We would do this before dawn. Well, Nathaniel, it's up to you. You can write him a check. You take a check? Sure. All right. Uh, well, I don't. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. What time is it right now? It's 9 p.m. Mm. We could get our stuff together and do it. He said dawn. I need to make my preparations. So we'll meet dawn of. Wednesday. So you write on the check? Well, we'll, I'll give it to him when we meet him. Fine with him? Yeah. In that case, he's going to leave. Yeah, we'll meet him here, and then we got a night and part of the morning to make preparations. So where's the deputy? Okay, I'm sure he's gone home by now. He is at home. We need to talk to him in the morning. Yeah. So I think this is very, very dangerous and bad idea, but <sighs> magic. Two knives is going to ride off on his Harley Davidson. Heading northbound. 
you suppose he has to actually buy gasoline for that or he just magics it to go sorry I mean All Rooster right. with, this, with the stuff we're seeing magic is not <laughs> is not far fetched now yeah but it's still far fetched it's like there's magic and then there's like 99% of all the fakery in the world. Yeah, there's and definitely that, more con men than there are sorcerers out there. And a man who a, a man who notices that we're in town looking for his daughter and desperate and has no qualms about bilking us out of $5,000 on a promise that he'll magically take us there. I find that hard to believe. But he said something to me that he couldn't have possibly known. True. If it costs $5,000, I don't like it, but again, if we don't see where it goes and we end up nowhere. She'll transfer all of your money into another account and then write him a bad check. What I'm thinking is that money is replaceable. People aren't. We're in a bad spot. All right. Well, let's go to bed. It's a little yeah. early, but I, I'm 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 exhausted. Sounds great. Deputy, you have arrived home. Back to your wife, Izzy. And she turns towards you and says, "How was how was your day? You're you're home a little later. Today has been well, did not go as planned when I got up this morning, but everything it'll be it'll be okay. Got some people out of town trying to get themselves lost in the desert." <laughs> Boss. Uh, Why? Oh, there's uh, some college kids got themselves missing in the desert of size. And uh, one of the one of their fathers has decided to take it upon himself to find find them all. And they've been going out, going out there themselves and and before you finish that sentence, your your little daughter screams coming from out of the room and like just hugs you by the legs. Dad's home. I'll I'll pick her up. Um kind of set her on my set her on my shoulder. And how was your day today? It was good. It was good? Yeah. My my yeah. teacher said I did a good job. All that's I Of course you did. It's very, very good, sweetie. She said, my drawing was really good. Your drawing? She points to the fridge. Oh, we'll, we'll walk over there. Uh, it looks like a woman kneeling in prayer with rosary, rosary beads, and she's surrounded by, like, crosses. I'll turn. I'll turn to Izzy, um, and I'll be like, uh, "Have you been spending a, a time with your mother?" 
Yes. Uh, well, we we do have a meetup next week, but not not any times uh, in the past. Well, it's very very well done, sweetie. And I'll kind of I'll, I'll whisper, I'll whisper to Izzy and Mike. I thought I thought we talked about this that you know we didn't want your didn't want any of the folks to get her into all their all their religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think there has been a lot of contact. Do you think it's the kids at school? I, I mean, it's you know how it is. There's the predominance of, of of Catholics and Mormons around here, but this is a uh, quite unexpected. But she looks at the the drawing. She says. So those are either crosses or or headstones. Hmm. Where who is Ormath. this Louis May? She turns towards you and says, That's grandma. Uh, and, and where where is she? She just points out into the desert sprawl, out the window. Well, it's very, it's very late. What time? <laughs> Don't you think it's a little past your bedtime? Yeah, Izzy picks her up and says, all right, let's get you to bed. She does so. Yeah, I want to. I want to take a closer look at at this drawing. Right, the woman isn't in a lot of detail. It's more like a stick figure drawing. Right, it's yeah, yeah. It's quite crudely done, but other than that, it looks. It could be a lot of things. It could be plus signs, crosses, or headstones, or. But this woman, she is on her knees like she's in prayer. Hmm. I'll just kind of just sit there just staring at it, really. Good. Good. Would you like to do anything else? Before heading to bed? Yeah, I think I think we still have some blue moons in the in the fridge, so <laughs> Okay. Then you'll crack open a bottle. <laughs> sit on the porch. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of coyotes tonight. A lot. We'll move on to the rest of the party as they drift to sleep. Rooster, you are wide awake because you are underwater. It's freezing cold. Your skin's numb and there is a bit of light above you. You can feel the air running out in your lungs. 
You're muted. All right. So I'm underwater. Correct. Um, I'm pretty good at swimming, so I'm going to start. Right. And when you look at your hands, they're not your hands. You're just a little kid. And someone's yelling from above. It's muffled because of the water, but someone's yelling out, Sean, Sean. So I'm swimming towards the ice. I assume there's ice above me. Yeah, it's ice. I'm looking around to see if I can see where the hole is. Give me a spot hidden. 86, no. 86, no. And you don't see the hole. And you start to sink as your arms tire, your tiny childlike arms. Meanwhile, that voice, your voice, Rooster, Rooster's voice, Colm's voice, is still yelling over and over again for Sean. And it fades. It fades out. And then there is nothing but numbness. Daniel, you're on that mountain again. Caves collapsed. Henry's in there. You're outside. You're somewhere in New Hampshire. The night is dark. He's yelling for help because the cave has collapsed. What are you doing? Just like that night, I'm going to scramble and try to move some of these large granite boulders that have collapsed. I mean, they're way heavier than I can lift, but I've got to try. I'll take a strength roll. 87. Okay, then in that case, no, there you feel helpless. You, you pound yourself against the rocks and there's nothing that you can do nothing all right in a panic desperation that overcomes me i just run off into the forest like you did before Mm -hmm. as for you june you wake up in your hotel room Outside the window, you see two knives walking down the street. And it's the middle of the night. Yeah. I just want to follow him. Like, not with my eyes. I'm just watching, see what he does. Okay. So he rounds the corner of one of the nearby buildings. And... After that, coming around that same corner, except walking in the opposite direction, is a lean coyote. And it looks straight at you. And at that point, you wake up. I'm gonna go look out the window. <laughs> is that, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking, is it is it out there? Is he out there? Is it out there? There's nothing out there. book and prepare for another sleepless night, I suppose. All right. Andy's 
sound asleep. Deputy, you're back at the comp. Uh, you're you're back at this domestic disturbance. Your partner, Weston Pines, he's lying on the floor. A pool of blood has just it starts emanating from his body. You you have a revolver in your hand that is trembling, a trembling hand. The shooter you've taken care of, but he's there. You froze up. And now what he's dead. He just, he just, uh, just hold on, Pines. I, 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 I called the ambulances on his way. He's just, just hold on, please. He's blown away. He's gasping please. for air. Pines, you'll be, you'll be okay. You'll be okay, Pines. One thing you remember is that he fucking shit himself. And off in the distance, in your squad car, a telephone begins to ring. I I get up and I I, I go over. Um... And you're woken up as you've reached the phone. Your phone is actually ringing. You've dozed off in your chair, a blue moon by your side. The phone's ringing inside. I go in and, and answer it. It's, it's Gus, Sheriff Gus. Uh, we've got a problem, Deputy. Uh, what, what would that problem be, Sheriff? The One of the survivors, uh, the, the one that was recovered from the desert, Jeremy, Jeremy Brenton. He's gone missing. What? He's gone missing from his hospital room. I'll be right there. Okay. You meet Sheriff Tom Gus there. He looks like he's been woken up as well. And you're standing outside of the hallway of of this man's room. There's someone in a janitorial outfit. He is talking to the sheriff. So, what are you doing? How long ago did he go missing, sheriff? Well, a little after nine. The the nurse on duty, she was trying to reach out and, and check on him. And, and and he was there. And then when she went back around one, he was gone. But this janitor over here, Rod Wagner, he said he heard voices coming from within this room. And he swore he heard someone say in a soft, whispery voice, come on, it's time to go home. Is there any external cameras at the hospital? Yeah, there there has been. Let's check the footage. Where the hell did this kid go? Okay. So you check the footage, and there is no one coming in or out in that time. Uh, 
Tom looks frustrated. I don't know, kid. Something's not right. We did a sweep of the hospital. He's not hiding in any broom closets or anything. Uh, janitor, uh, Rod, you said your name was? Yeah, Rod Wagner. He he looks up at you. He's in his late 50s. He says, I, I swear I heard this. This, this. this voice sounded like a woman. When? When exactly did you hear this, do you think? A little after midnight? I'm checking. What time is it now? It's a little after one, so it's one forty, almost two. Go. Oh, I'm gonna go into his room and just look. I guess look for anything. Look if the windows unlatched. Look if. Right, right. So you check that things room. Are home, the one peculiar thing is like his clothes. The bed clothes, the IV, all undisturbed. So it's like he'd have to be naked. And someone would have seen him because there's people out in the hallways right now, like nurses, doctors, EMTs. But no one reported seeing anything. Yeah, windows, windows all locked up. Correct. Right, Sheriff, this doesn't make any damn sense. All right, well, tell you what, I'll fill out the report. You get some sleep because uh, you're babysitting. Right, right. All right, if you don't want to do anything else, we'll move on. Yep. Sounds good. In that case, it is the next morning, Tuesday. August 18th. I suppose we're all getting breakfast. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Annie looks like he had a good night's sleep. <laughs> no disturbances or whatnot. So, uh, I no think the problems. rest of us don't. <laughs> Bad dreams. Oh. Uh, anything yeah. in particular? I drowned in, under the water in the ice. Dreamt of that guy, two knives. It was the strangest thing. It was like he was outside of our hotel and a coyote, too. I don't, I'll take an occult roll. Coyotes, uh, from who? Anyone? Oh, okay. besides Brigham, because he's maybe. not there. <laughs> yeah, definitely nope. not me. I got a success. I got a regular so, success. Then you would both recall that the coyote is a common trickster figure in America, uh, right. Native American lore. A creature known for its mischievous traits 
as well as frequent heroic deeds. Well, symbolism could go either way. You've seen a coyote that's showing up in the same place as two knives. Either he's going to trick us or about to do something mighty heroic. Yeah. I don't think that he's going to do anything heroic. Doesn't strike me as the type. Heroes don't ask for $5,000 to do mojo magic on you. Not nearly the I books I read. Deputy McCollum is going to think we're a bunch of idiots that can just feel it now. Yeah, it's possible speak of he the might devil. prevent us. Yeah. Yeah. He enters the, the hotel room. Yeah. Well, he, he enters the hotel lobby where you're having the continental breakfast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Deputy Brickham. How are you? I'm, uh, well... Our kid, just to break the bad news early in the morning, get it out of the way. Um, Jeremy went missing from the hospital last night. Oh, Wait, shit. what? We've been looking for him, but can't find him. How did they just lose a kid? Just, he just walked out of the hospital? Uh, we looked. We checked footage. She didn't just walk out, but there's a um, janitor there. Rod Wagner swore that a little after midnight, he heard a woman's voice in his room telling him to... Uh, Come on, it's it's time to go home. Ah, oh, shit. Oh. So he's something... Something is screwy, but he's gone. And wherever he, wherever he went, he's buck-ass nude, too. But nobody's reported a sighting of a of a naked kid with fingers. And no, so. no water or anything. He's not going to last long in the desert. Somebody must grab him before he... If he's walking around... Somebody will grab him before he gets very far. Unless he didn't actually go that way. So do we tell Deputy Brigham about last night? I think we should, yeah. He's going to think we're a bunch of fools, but I think we should. Maybe you can get him some so. insight into this two knives guy, you know? What do you know about Joseph Two Knives, Deputy McCullen. I thought we were, we talked about this. All all I know is that Two Knives is is, is a drug drug runner, drug dealer, uh, I didn't smuggler, know any actual running. Somebody you don't want any anything to do with. Why? Oh, we have a story for you. Yes, <laughs> we may have something to do with them now. Well, uh, we've all agreed to do business with the man. Not for drugs. Yeah, not for drugs. There are no drugs. Well, there must. You can't be. Are you? You? You're not telling me that you bought peyote from this man, are you? No. What we are telling you is that it is not off the table. Um. I feel like it's better for everyone involved if we don't get Deputy McCullen into the specifics of this plan so much. Well, let's let's try something. Um, Deputy, did you have any weird dreams last night? Fine, weird. 
Yeah, he did. Uh, I dreamed that I was uh, my dying brother uh, sinking into a frozen lake. Do you have those? Do you have those dreams often? Not since we got involved in this shit. But rather than you analyzing me, did you have any weird dreams last night? Nightmares. Sure, something of the sort, but I didn't sleep too much anyway. We have been involved in some very strange things, and somehow I don't think that they're just our imagination. Um, we all have consistently bizarre, dangerous dreams uh, that are they're meant to lead us towards despair. Um, anything weird with your family? Uh, my daughter drew something pretty strange at school. What did she draw? Kids' drawings are a big, weird part of what we've been experiencing. Uh, she, she said she she drew her grandmother praying with rosary beads in the middle of it, but I don't know cemeteries or anybody crosses pluses something. Jesus Christ! Oh, I'm. That happened with my daughter's uh, deputy Brigham. They used lots of red crayon. It happened with William too. Dead William. Do we still, we don't have those pictures with us. We wouldn't have brought those with us. Why would we have? Were we taking pictures of them? Maybe. Uh, make a luck roll. A, a lady uh, dressed luck. in black on her knees in a room filled with crosses. Well, it's yeah. if we want to do a group luck roll. Oh, um, but... Well, I mean, because this is this is evidence to really convince Brigham, perhaps. So I, yeah, that would be a luck roll. I got a twenty-four, which is fast. And you do have some of the photos saved on I your. I pull up my fat photo and I like like that. Exactly like that. And I go, yeah. how about these? And I show him the other ones. All right, Brigham, make a sand roll. 86 is a fail. Take one. Thank you. There is something evil and dark and dangerous that's floating around, and we're involved in it. And if you have been having dreams and you, your daughter, is seeing these things, you're involved in it too. And we're sorry. Okay, and what does my involvement with this have to do with two knives? Uh, you know that he has a reputation for being a kind of a sorcerer or wizard? I do now. He approached us last night and offered to do magic to take us to this city of gloom. Um, he seemed to know what we were looking for and everything, and he said things to me that he couldn't have possibly known. None of these people knew them. And I don't talk about it. So, Nathaniel. <laughs> so, he... We talked to him last night, and 
I mean, at this point, I know I'm not being rational. I want to find my daughter, and I know that the desperation is getting a better hold of me. But he said that there was something he could do that could take us to where we needed to get to. On a normal day, I would have told him to go pound sand. He's just a huckster. But at the stage I'm at, we don't have any other good leads. And if paying some grifter ends up paying off, well, the alternative is not doing it and wondering if he was not bullshitting this whole time. I don't like it, but I don't know what other option we have. And uh, hearing that Jeremy is missing, he might be in that place too. If we can get there without having to take peyote and getting lost in the desert, I'd prefer that option. I'd also prefer it, Deputy, if you'd consider coming with us. Because I think you are involved, man. And if you're willing, we can tell you the rest of it. But it'll take a while. Well, we got all day. Look, if you're going to have this two knives take you out in the desert to do peyote or whatever the hell it is that he intends to do. He says it's just a magical spell. Well, whatever it is. How about this? Uh, what what time of day are you going to be doing this? And he at says dawn. he wants to do it at dawn tomorrow. Oh, and where exactly? Out by that Probably rock the formation? desert of size. Desert of size. It's my guess. Well, I could go out. I could drive out by that rock formation, turn all the lights off and watch where you guys all go. If that's where this is going to happen. I could also follow you out there. It's a lot better if you did, honestly. Keep an eye on it. At least that, yeah. Or, or at least make sure no coyotes get us, you know? Yeah. Kind of some little pup dogs. Just kick them. I know it's not the best idea, but I'm thinking that's the only lead we have right now. And I'm thinking time is the essence. With Jeremy missing. Kid, yeah. yeah. Hell, he might have something to do with all this. Why they're missing in the first place. Yeah, did you consider that? He's got them all tied up out there. He might be leading us right to him. Yeah, I'll certainly, I'll certainly either follow you out there or just wait. Wait out with some. Wait and watch. Right. I'd say sneak up as close as you can get in the dark. And if he pulls something on us, then clobber him. But if he opens up a magic door into another world, 
you ought to come in with us. And also, even if we do get lost, uh, uh, Nathaniel, you have those talismans. They were putting a lot of stock in these things, but yeah, I do have I... Again, this doesn't sound rational. It doesn't make any sense, but we're... There's different rules set. Might as well play by those rules right now. I know it sounds nuts. It is nuts. It's it sounds nuts. nuts or not. I can't just let you folks be getting yourselves dead out there too. So, and I don't think I'm going to be able to talk you out of this nonsensical plan. But kids are missing. It's. She's trying to find his girl. As I said, I'll be I'll be close by. I mean, if you figure out exactly where he's gonna take you, you let me know. Ahead of time if possible. I mean, we do have your number. Um, we can text you the location. Something like that. Well, he's gonna be watching us. I mean, just to warn him ahead of time. As much as we can you know there's no reason why no uh, knives didn't say that we had to keep it a secret we can tell knives people know where we are so that way he won't murder us we hope tell him we have people that'll hunt him down if anything happens to us That's our insurance. Anyway, we're going to follow this lead. We're going to do it. And we know it's dangerous. Is there anything that we need to do before we go out there? I He said not to, not to get all armed over a gun. I'm going to have my knife and my gun. He did say don't... nothing larger than the handgun. Yeah, but is this larger than a handgun? (laughs) So, from my understanding, Deputy is going to be posted up where? My, My assumption is that it seems that a lot of this hinges on that rock formation, the Three Sisters rock formation. And so I drive. Are you going to be in your squad car or are you going to be in plain clothes or? I, I would just. Because, because getting a car out there is gonna... not not viable. Yeah, no, it, it would be it would be the SUV, the. The rugged all-terrain. The police SUV? Yeah. Okay. But it, but it would see it'd be going out there early, like while it was, like going out there, shutting all the lights off and waiting, just in a spot where I could see it, but with the lights of the car off and using night vision, watch him come when it's dark. 
Okay, yeah, so you can wait out there in the desert. But you have no idea if he's even heading out that way, because he strictly told the investigators to meet up at the hotel at night. Right, and so since they don't know, that was one idea. The other one would be just waiting and following them out there when they go. In the cop car. Right, well, it just, it, it all depends. But I would be, I would be waiting in my, I would be waiting in my squad, in my sheriff's department vehicle. Does, does he know you? Does he know what you look like and everything? I've, I've never met, I've never met two knives myself. I've just heard of him. We could dress you up and bring you along. True. Would you be willing to just come with us, deputy? You don't look like you're enjoying that plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not as... Uh, it's not like you guys just fully are trusting two knives with open arms, so let's just say I'm a little more skeptical. That's fair. So... And besides, I mean, if what Rooster says is true and he could just say things that there's no way he could possibly know. I think it might be time to bring Deputy Brigham up to speed on everything so far. As unbelievable as it's going to sound, but there is a a bunch of bodies in the wake of, of our travels. That doesn't make us sound very good, Rooster. If we're just being honest. So we, we could spend the next hour and a half or so explaining everything to Deputy Brigham. Sure, over a continental breakfast. Wonderful. Oh, what a wonderful conversation. How, how does Deputy Brigham take this information? Well, I really, really hate the fact that if if my daughter hadn't drawn that damn picture. The one that we have on our phone. <laughs> and grandma. That scares the shit out of us. And we tell you why it scares the shit out of us. And I'm going to have you take the sanity uh check mr brigham because your whole life is being turned over okay 44 is a pass okay in that case one all right all right i'll go out there with you i'll follow you out there I think it'd be better for us not to split up. <clears throat> Things went south and you were half a mile away on top of a ridge. That'd be nothing to do. Yeah. Since we have this time, do you think, is it worth going back to the desert again to see if we can find anything else? At this point, it's 11. Oh, no. I thought, all right, never mind. So... If you'd like, you can 
go out back to the desert, but you'll miss yeah, you probably miss your appointment. Yeah. Like you stay out there too long. Yeah. yeah. I would even say like you probably wouldn't make any meaningful exploration without Makes sense. missing that meeting. All right. So we fiddle around all day then. Yeah. If there's, okay. an, if there's a nearby church, uh, Antonio would like to go just to uh, um, be mentally prepared for tonight or at dawn. Yeah. Why don't you describe how your character is feeling and what you do in order to prepare for this potentially life changing trip? Uh, well, uh, if there is a local church, um, Antonio would go there and uh, pray. Um, okay. Yeah. And you're, because that brings you solace. It calms you down. Nice. Mm -hmm. What about June? What are you doing? Um, good question. Probably actually trying to get a little bit of sleep. Since I couldn't last night, and you don't get it be... because someone's calling you. Oh, great! Well, then I'll answer the phone. It's Brenda. Brenda, how are you? Over the other end of the phone. Hey, June. Hey, Junie Bear. I'm doing okay. I'm recovering. Are you out of the hospital? Yeah, yeah. I am. Thank God. It's 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 been rough, and I stopped having you know those nightmares of you know her. Yeah, good, good. What about you? You're all the way out in a desert. Yeah, we're uh, still still chasing the ghosts that haunted us in Boston. I guess got some missing uh -oh. kids, and it seems like it's all related. Oh, well, you should be really careful. Yeah. Are you doing anything dangerous? Uh, well, I don't want to lie to you, Brenda. <laughs> but yes, I think we are. Hopefully Rooster and we, we befriended a sheriff's deputy. So hopefully Rooster and, and the deputy will keep us safe. I hope so. You chat for a little more. You'll, you'll kick ass, Junie. You'll kick ass. I'm just really glad to hear that you're doing better. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I not be able, I'm not able to, I'm not able to be out there with you. I'm still, it's my okay. leg's still healing. It's okay. It's okay. Nathaniel's so. with us too, so. Yeah, I'm tell him I said hi, and that he's a shithead. Okay, I'll tell him. <laughs> Alright, bye-bye now. Alright, bye. And that was nice. Yeah, it was. Nathaniel, what are you doing? Well, first thing, he's probably going to buy more water and some food. Like, uh... So you're, you're preparing. You're getting a lot of water, some food. There's some camelbacks that are available for desert trips. And then he'll probably go to... Wells Fargo or something and get a cashier's check. Okay. And so 
so uh, that's about all I can think. Give me a luck roll. All right. Jeez. Not my strong suit. Roll the six. Okay. Then there is no other complications. You take out the money. I don't get flagged or put on a list or anything. No, and your wife certainly doesn't find out. No, why would she? Yep. Then, yes, you spend your time preparing, getting the resources you need in order to survive a couple days out in the desert. What about you, Rooster? Well, still thinking about the dream. But I'm, I'm convincing myself over and over again, it's just it's just a dream. It's part of your subconscious. And even if there is some sort of entity, it's trying to use that against you. Um, I had already made plans that were kind of subverted in that dream. My plans were if I wake up on the ice again, I'm going to crack through the ice and dive in after my brother at least as part of the dream. But then suddenly I was under the water as my brother. I don't know. It's, I wish that I could have saved my brother. It's what I think about most of the day. I try to stay quiet as I'm thinking it. So you're, you're ruminating on your thoughts. Yeah. From what I understand. Nice. All right, then. Brigham, what are you doing? I suppose you're ruminating yourself. Yes. Yeah, ruminating maybe be a little bit of an understatement. This is... There's just so much that just nothing nothing adds up. I mean my my daughter drawing that, that kid vanishing that I mean Rod didn't know about. How would Rod know about the time to come home? I mean unless the kid was babbling babbling to him. I can't believe it. I'm gonna. Oh my god. They're really gonna go out there. And you are. Yeah. Eventually, the time passes and evening approaches. Evening passes. It's close to nine. Or you met two knives in front of the hotel room and you hear his motorcycle approaching. As you're all waiting up. Oh, and he looks so smug. He's got his leather jacket on. Dismounts his motorcycle and just swaggers on to you. Arms outstretched, predatory smile. Well, looks like you're here. And there's one more of you. There is. Yeah. <laughs> 
shouldn't be a problem, right? Nope. You got the money? And he looks at you, Nathaniel. First half. Right. He snatches that, smells it. What's that going to do you? Well, we're going to meet up tomorrow at that convenience store a couple blocks away from here before dawn. That shouldn't be an issue. Yeah? And remember, no guns bigger than a handgun. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, I'm curious. There is. I'll tell you on the trip. That's reassuring. Knives are okay, I assume. Two knives. Knives are okay. But it's important not to spill blood. Okay. Is this another thing we'll get an explanation for? Of course. Of course. Well, you have a nice night now. He bows. The bow of a showman. And then hops on his motorcycle and drives away. Picking up dust. This point, we may never like see him. Do we even want to know how much up. money you just handed him? Don't do I even want to know? It, it's best not to. You don't want to know. Don't ask questions you don't want answers to, Deputy. Let's just say if he took off with it, it would be a felony. I think at this point we should be grateful if he even shows up at dawn tomorrow, to be honest. Yeah. But... Yeah. At least then it will only cost you half the money. <laughs> Okay. Are you doing anything after that, or are you just all heading to bed? Yeah, I get some sleep. Well, now now we're going into Wednesday, correct? Correct. So we need to be up at what? Three, four o'clock? Yeah. It'd be Wednesday the 19th. Right. Yeah. Set the, the alarm. we should do? I think, Nathaniel, you, you prepared a bunch of stuff, didn't you, right? Is there anything else we need to do? No, I I was ready to go. Okay. Make sure my phone's charged. Sounds good. He's not going to show up. Well, then lesson learned. You can you can if he doesn't show up, then stop payment on the check. No, this is a cashier's check. I don't know. Yeah. All right. To bed. Get up early. All right. So you all head to bed and none of you dream. Good. And your alarm rings for, let's say, 4 a.m. And he is there. There is an old battered Ford pickup outside of the convenience store. He's grinning. He's leaning on it. Buy that with the money I gave you? Huh. I'm here, aren't I not? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're ready. We want you to know, though, that there are people who know where we're going. So don't, don't try any funny shit. business. Good. Well, don't 
don't try any funny business. Let's just get this over with the more we wait. Yeah. All right, well, follow me north of town. All right, off we go into the darkness. He heads back into this battered Ford pickup and drives northward. You follow him in your own vehicles? Sure. Nice. All right. The darkness is eerie. It's a lot of nothing that you can see. You're just focusing where your uh, headlights are. The expanse, the expansiveness of just open space. It's almost crushing. And eventually you get to the point where Nick Harris's Jeep was found. Two knives, he hops out of the the truck and grabs a duffel bag and a large flashlight from the truck bed. What's he got in there? You have uh, compasses, GPS. Leave those in the car. Got my phone. Okay. But leave your compasses and your GPS in, in your car. That's not like they work out here anyway. Just making sure. It's for the ceremony. Let's be respectful of that, okay? Don't have told us anything about this ceremony. Well, you'll find out very soon after we take a little trek into these crags. All right. We're near the beginning where Nick's car is. Correct. It's still dark. And who is not leaving their, like, stuff in the car? All I have is my service revolver and a shit ton of water, so... Okay, and I'm assuming everyone's bringing water. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. water. The thing is, my phone, of course, does have a compass and GPS on it, so... So are you going to leave your phone? I think I'm going to bring it with me. I just won't look at it. Okay. It's that 100% battery. Besides, I might want to take pictures. Sure. So, you go into the quiet darkness, and you trek for a half an hour to an hour, Where and you're, you end up where the maze was, marked on the GPS. Two knives, he tosses down his duffel bag, kicks up some sand, and starts gathering up some some brush and wood for like a fire. He starts to starts to build the fire up. Alright. Who's ingesting peyote? Oh. Look over at Deputy. Is that necessary? Yes. I'll do it. Okay. Face the north. All right. I'll do it too. Yep, me too. 
He looks at you, Rigum. Uh, why the hell not, eh? So you're all taking, you're all ingesting the peyote? Sounds great. Maybe actually not. Okay. I don't even know what you're doing, peyote. So he picks up a handful of dirt, of, of the earth, and he, he lets it fall at his feet. He's repeating it for the the cardinal directions. And he gets out peyote. And he starts to take out a coffee pot as well and puts it on top of the fire. He starts mashing it up. Looks at you, Nathan. And he says, you know what this is? Yes. 500 milligrams worth. Stiff dose. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, might make you sick. Makes most people sick. Don't worry about it. Just drink it. Ride it out. And he starts to mix it all up. And it becomes this thick, boiling muck. And he starts to pour it into these... He gets out six styrofoam cups and starts to pour it in. Are you going to take it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we just bought... I just bought all this. <laughs> you get a laugh out of him from that. He hands you each a cup. You could just this, throw this it tea. And if you're drinking it, you can make a con roll. And it has to be... Uh, it's a hard con roll. I'll just knock it down. Oh! What is All right. The, the no. tea, it's, it's thick, oily, gritty, bitter, and tastes of alkali. Yeah. I, I did get a hard. Yeah. If you failed, if, if you didn't get a hard, you puke. You puke it right up. Yep. There but it goes. you get <laughs> yeah. another cup put right back into your hands and some water. Ah. Do we Delicious. roll again, or is that? Are we just accepting the first failure? You're accepting the first failure. Okay. So you. Who's not drinking it? <laughs> not me. You're not drinking it, Brigham. <laughs> no. He's really. literally watching you. Yeah, hey, I paid pressure. Nice roll. <laughs> he paid for it. Yeah. In for a penny, in for a pound. I drank it without any problem. Uh huh. You know what you want, Rooster. That's what he's about. I don't feel anything now. How long does it take before it kicks in? <laughs> so you're still not drinking it, Brigham? Yeah, I, I, I was like, like after you, my friend. All right, he drinks his. Bottoms up. So everybody else is everybody else has <laughs> correct <laughs> two, two knives, including two knives. Yes, well, some of us puked. 
Yes. Some of you have vomited into the dust. Your cup is still full. Come on, we gotta get to the city of gloom. He grins at you. Don't, don't let that Daniel's money go to waste. Hey, I worked hardly at all for that. The American Indians take this. It must be safe. It's a religious experience. Yeah, 94 on con. I think I tried it swallow a little bit and just gag <laughs> yeah yeah you gag you gag you vomit into the earth and then he just hands you another cup because you weren't able to get it down and some water he cares about his customers uh, eventually you will get it down if yeah. you if you choose to do so and he takes all your cups away and he tosses it into the flames and you get a half glimpse of these demonic figures dancing up from the sparks that fly when the tea hits the fire are you seeing this yeah you're all seeing this yeah this yeah. is where this is where they started so this is where we begin too Follow me. You can all give me a sanity roll. Pass. Pass. Okay. Fail. <laughs> so I passed by one point. This is not any sand damage, but those of you who succeed, you find yourself automatically walking towards the path of the maze. Those that failed are led by two knives. So this is where they started. Well, I'm not feeling too good. So were you there? Were you there when they got lost? No. Well, you... there was there was a Native American there though when we were there, remember? Yeah. Probably we saw guy. him. The maze ahead seems to be filled with light. You feel weightless. And it seems very dark. Everything else seems very dark in your peripherals. You're seeing colors that you've never seen before, some of which express themselves as through, through sound, uh, as, as through vision. So... You're but following this path. Away from it. No, he's leading you okay, okay. all towards it. But some of us are going towards it without him leading. Oh, I see. I see. That's what color is that rooster? That's um, Flargle. Oh, yeah. But I must not have learned that. Cool. Why weren't we allowed to have anything larger than a handgun? You must not spill blood in the city. Yeah, because guns don't do that. Why? Knives do. You may... The knives are for the animals you might encounter outside of the city, but in the city, you you must not spill blood. Or you what? must not. Or else you might anger her. The fury of her of self. How do you know ah. that? I'm a sorcerer. 
Of course. You've been to the city many times? I've led to I've led those who seek it to it. Did you leave my daughter here? No. Well who who did? She found it herself because she wanted it. She's a sorcerer too? Incorrect. Make all all of you make sand rolls now as you continue to trip on this peyote as you as you keep walking along this path. Pass. All right. Pass. Pass. Yeah. If you fail, take a d4 because there there's a lot of harmful hallucinations because of this this bad trip. There's blurry figures moving around. The surrounding deserts. Four. Yeah. Real bad trip. And. Oh, look at my shirt. It's moving. It's all colored. Yeah. (laughs) That's a beautiful Flargo shirt you've got on. Uh, Did anyone else fail besides Rigam? Okay. In that case, Brigham, you would see that you're being stopped by these rat-like entities that look like the heat haze and they're always in your periphery it looks like Brigham is stumbling and it looks like he might hurt himself oh I don't want Brigham to hurt himself come here Brigham yeah, Brigham you okay we, we got they're, you they're everywhere they're everywhere give me a psychology oh, roll to calm him down uh, okay Ah, 93. I got a 16. That's a hard success. All right. You, you just you just hold on to him. They're just trying to get your soul, Brigham. Brigham, Andy's hands feel like butter. Oh. It's okay, uh, Brigham. It, everything will be okay. Uh, just hold on to me. And, and you're walking for like hours. And in the distance, you finally get to see three huge Native American women in plain dark-colored robes towering. Oh, the three sisters. Right, right. You can see that one. One's eyes are closed, and her face is cold and gray. Across from her, another has her tears flowing endlessly down her face. Hey. That's, um... Uh, What's her name? Do you remember? The teary one's Lacrimarium or Marmarium Mamamo. The, the, the third one. The third one is the one that actually gets your attention. Because her eyes are a deep golden brown. They're filled with pity. But not only that, love, sadness, and forgiveness too. And I'd like you all to make sand roll. Size. Who is that? Failure. Okay. If you Pass. if you failed, you're gonna take a D6. If you've succeeded, take one. Those of you who failed, 
you find yourself stumbling forward this this tall native american woman and you you begin to weep you begin to beg for forgiveness that's if they fail if we fail if you fail yes okay. and took the d6 I, 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 i'm sorry sisters what are you guys doing yeah Brigham, uh, Nathaniel, hey. forgive, forgive me, forgive me, Bynes. It's my so fault. Many it my it fault. Been, yeah. right. It shouldn't have been that way. It wasn't supposed to be that way. It right. never was supposed to happen. Hey, June, Nathaniel, it's everything is okay. We're we're here together. No, not alone. You stuck. I don't. I didn't mean to run into the woods. I should have stayed. Yeah, there's this 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 heavy guilt, but also it's very comforting to do this. Mm. I don't feel no guilt. There is a uh, so more of the day passes because at this point the sun's been up. You've been traveling, just oh gone, wasted out of your minds, and you can hear a low voice in the wind saying, "Follow my dead sister's gaze." What's the dead one? I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, which sister? There's three of them. The dead one. Well, the crying one's not dead, and the one who's sighing isn't dead, so it must be the dark one. Yeah. Are... Yeah. So maybe which ones are the gays? Maybe, maybe the cat knows. I mean, you guys are us? hearing that, right? The turn, yeah, the colors. Yeah, is still with us? Yeah, yeah. He He's just watching. If she's got her eyes closed, maybe we gotta close ours. What is well, that? The, not... the darkness one, right? The darkness lady. No, I'm telling you, the cat. The cat will. The cat knows, guys. Do you see that cactus it's over whispering? There? It's whispering. You don't want to walk cat, into not that the cactus. cactus. Not the cactus, the cat rooster. There's yes. no cat. But I what cat? Right here. That's just a new he's, color. He's whispering. He's telling me things. So, so there's a color that's a cat? Yeah, it's cactus? either that or he's holding a, he's holding a cactus in his hand and he's kissing it. A cactus, not a cactus. I said the cat. He's right here guys it's, it's the cactus it, cats Please. it's an iguana the cactus he's kissing an iguana let's follow that gaze what close your eyes or just close your eyes two everybody. knives you're supposed to be our guide what do we do he's standing there waiting for you you to act is there is there a cat no just there is a cat he's right here i'm let's telling just... you Go in this direction. And where are you pointing? In the direction that the one with their eyes closed is facing. Okay. And then Close he follows along. And and you once again walk for hours, and it seems like it's some point in the afternoon, but it, it's it's almost dark, like night is <sighs> rushing in. I don't remember the day going. Where did they go? Oh man, it's nighttime already. Two knives, he, he says, we should. The drug should be wearing off soon. We should camp a little further. 
Let's go. Where are we? How long does it take to get there? Do you look at your watch? No. Okay. Then no one answers that question. It could have been like 15 minutes is all we've been out here, and we just think that we're hallucinating. Right. I mean, oh, my God, there's a cat. I told you. I told you he was right here the whole time. Yeah, I see the cat. Reminds me of Star Trek for some reason. What, Nathaniel? What, What cactus? Oh, no, that cactus. Not a cactus. But he's gone. The cat is gone. Aw. I I don't know where he went. Why did he leave? Did did the cat tell you anything? Cactus can't leave. Not a cactus. Not a cactus. There's a thousand cactus out here. No, no. Too many syllables. Too many syllables. It's just cat. Stop. Cat. Cact? Cactus. No. It's a French word. It means cat. Oh. That's Sha. You know, syllables. (laughs) You know, syllables have too many many syllables in it. Cat. I just realized. Cast? Uh, are we going to camp or are we just going to screw around? No, not camp. Cat. We have to camp. We need cat. to find a place to cat. So you actually see a large bonfire in the distance. This is a fire. And I'd like a psychology roll at this point. Some of your, the, the high is wearing off. I got a 99. Got a regular. Regular. I failed. I'm not feeling so good out here. (laughs) Those of you who passed, you've noticed something change in Two Knives' demeanor. He's like, he's usually smug. He has been smug to you the entire time you've known him. But he looks frightened. He stops when he looks at that fire. A little humble now. What's Uh, Yeah. He shifts his pack. This this is as far as I take you. What? Oh, d- what? You know, you gotta, we haven't gotten there yet. You haven't taken us no, anywhere. No, no, no. I paid you good money. Shoot me if you want, but I go no further. I can I can feel I can feel it. That fire, it, it burns fire? on the other side. What's wrong oh, with yeah. it? Look, keep the rest of your money. Shoot me in the back if you want. But I've brought you here. This is where you want it to be. Goodbye. The city. Good luck. Wait. Whoa. You're just gonna. Yeah. He's he's leaving. What? The, what? Well, what? What did you see in the fire? What? He's gonna go steal our cars. He sell them on the black market. He is going to just disappear into the into your peripheries into this darkness that has enveloped the desert. Well, he seems to be afraid of the fire. Maybe that's the fire's the whole the entrance. It's the glue. It doesn't look very gloomy. It looks bright and cheery. And when you look back at the fire, there is a figure standing motionless next to this, this raging bonfire. Is it an American Indian? No. Right. It is a tall figure, naked, but and the only thing he's wearing is a loincloth. His yeah. burly arms are crossed, and he has the head of a skull. Ah, oh. skull head. 
Let's yes. go. Oh, uh, now I really lost it, I think. We know this guy, don't worry. No, yeah, but it's he... wearing oh. off. Uh, the skull-headed man remains motionless. He stares at you with his hollow eye sockets. Uh, are you? What are you doing? What I'm the going hey? to... Yeah. Hi. He turns him. his head slowly towards you. As you reach the fire, you must decide now in a sonorous baritone voice. Turn back and you may never reach this place again. Continue and you may be lost. Is there a way though to find our way back maybe? Some may be lost, some may be found. My daughter in there? Yes, no answer. What what's behind door number three? We, uh, a goat. Um came this far, right? We can't just turn back now. Yeah, we, we have to keep anyone. going forward. What's your name, by the way? He doesn't answer you, but as soon as you like say that, June, he says you must not shed blood in the garden and just disappears the flames wink out you are all in total darkness no no moon no no moon nothing uh oh and then it's back a few seconds later but there is no trace of fire or the attendant and looking around are we just out in the middle of nothing no there is another maze Another maze. Another maze? Yes. Let's head towards the maze. Okay. And watch out for things like cactus, because they can prick you and then you can bleed. Right. This long night, it never seems to end as you move towards it. You find this maze, right? And it looks... There's a lot of handprints on it, on the walls. Human-sized handprints in ash-white paint. Anyone with anthropology, you can roll for me. We had photos of this, right? One of the kids' cameras had photos of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. I don't don't got any anthropology. All I have is finger painting as a skill, so... Like that's, <laughs> that's literally finger painting. If, if history, I'll take a hard history. All right, hold on. All right, I got twenty-eight is twenty-seven off from my one in anthropology. I'll I'll take uh, three points to make that a hard success for okay. history. So with a hard success, leaving handprint prints like this is a custom of some Southwestern Native Americans during pilgrimages to holy places as proof of of passing, the pilgrims passing to spirits. And that would result in the spirits treating them more favorably. Yeah, Antonio will relay that information about that. So... Are are they are they there's two ways that they could do this. 
they could dip their hand in something and make a print, or they can put something in their mouth, put their hand up and spray it onto their hands so they get like the shape around. How are these? The white hand prints are they white? A mixture of both. And now that you're looking at it, there's some in rusty brown, like dried blood as well. Oh, oh God. We don't want to spill any blood though, so. Yeah. Does this mean we we need to do this? Well, we don't have any. I mean, it's, you said that it's like good luck for the people passing by, but. I yeah. don't think we we didn't bring any milk or anything with us to do it. So I don't see any. Yeah, there's nothing around us that could resemble I'll that. Just, I'll just put my hand up against the rock and hold it there for a minute. Okay. Then go back. Great. So at least my blood, my sweat is on my hand. I do the same, but just make a small prayer. Right. So you do all this at the entrance of this this maze. And then I'm going to find, I'm going to use my my maze trick. Keep my hand touching the the wall on the right as I go into it. Are you all going in at the same time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So in that case, you're leading the way, Rooster, with your mace trick, right hand on the wall, trying to get into the center or the exit or whatever. And who's behind him? I'll follow behind him. Okay. You turn the corner, uh, Nathaniel, after Rooster, and he's just gone. Rooster, where are you? Can I hear him? No. Rooster? Where's everybody I, else? I just, I just continue before I, I, it'll be a minute before I look back. Oh, you're gone. Yeah. You've gone home. Is Can I see everybody else? So you turn around. Where was everyone else behind oh, Nathaniel? Waiting at the entrance. Uh, You're waiting at I'll the entrance? I'll go behind Nathaniel. I'll, I'll, yeah? I'll go behind him. Brigham, where were you? Probably going in last. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be behind uh, June then. In that case, you turn around, Andy. Ringham's not there either. He's gone home. Uh, hello? Do I hear Andy? Yeah, you, you hear Andy. Uh, uh, What's wrong, uh, Andy? What's wrong? Uh, June, uh, Ringham is gone. Nathaniel, did you is did do you see Brigham anywhere? Can I hear anything? No, you hear them yelling out for 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 Brigham for, and they probably hear you yelling out for Rooster. But you two are just uh, Brigham and Rooster are just gone. Disappeared. Can I see um, June and Andy? Yes. Well, Rooster, he's just gone. Let's just keep going forward, right? You have that guide. Did you bring that thing with you? The yeah. totem? The guide? Maybe we should link arms or something. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Just link arms. 
Okay. So you start to link arms and eventually you would make it out of the maze. But having made it out of the maze, you can see a city in the distance after you exit. A city composed of skyscrapers, huts, castle walls, Roman columns, a mishmash of everything. And it is there in all its glory, the city of gloom. That's where we're going to end it. I've gone home. With Brigham! <laughs> Our players included Holly Buto, Morgan Llewellyn, Dandipolis, Nell Hipple, and myself with Alex Sun as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.